Hey, listeners, we're back, Mark and myself. Hello there, everybody. And this week, we are going to talk about, we're going to celebrate uh, one of the pioneers of the electronic sound in England, and they are called Heaven 17. Indeed. And uh, they are, come, well, if you if you listen to um, pre, a week previous, uh, the 80s weekend, they were supposed to play, and there was a no-show. Now, did we discuss why they didn't? We did. Not only did we discuss it, but I read a statement from the band, who had problems with their visas, and uh, apparently they filmed something that was meant to be shown at the concert, that the promoters, I don't know, they just didn't show it, I don't know why, and fortunately it, it made the band look bad unless you really looked it up to see what was going on but we're hopeful and the band have said that their visas are now secured and um as long as we're all still here barring coronavirus and everything else that's going on in the world please don't talk about that you know anyway (laughs) before we start it's starting to be an issue because they're questioning music festivals and and whatnot they just canceled the um ultra music festival in miami Due to, due to fears of this. Um, well, you know what? That's a different podcast. It's going to get us, if, if it's going to get us, it's going to get us wherever we're at. Well, um, hopefully we'll be able to see Heaven 17 first. I'm not going st- to st- stop living my life because of that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, just, just take care of yourself and do what you're supposed to be doing. Coronavirus. <laughs> Wash your hands, sir. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> let's get back to Heaven 17. So, um, they um, announced recently that they are actually doing their first tour of America in like May of this year and they're doing like seven or eight shows across the country and um, the, there's no LA date as of yet but there's a San Francisco date and I'm fortunate enough to fortunate enough to have a ticket to that and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I still hope to be going to that. There are still tickets. I checked. And uh, the the last time, the last and only time they've been here was uh, was that 2018? That, that that. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Maybe seven, 17 or 18. Our friend Charlie um, went to a music and wine festival in Long Beach. Random. It was so heaven t- 17. So odd. How did they get them to come for that? I mean. Just for that, it's weird. But anyway, Charlie went, so they sounded really good, right? I, I'm sure. I mean, they've been, they didn't tour originally back in the day, but they've definitely been honing their craft and have been touring constantly. Um, and Mark and I, being the, the um, 80s fanatics that we are, we were trying to figure out how we could do the Long Beach Heaven 17 thing and then get back to the Greek for the uh, retro. <laughs> get him, get him to the Greek. <laughs> Retro Futura for, you know, with Paul Young as the, the draw that year, but we just decided Heaven 17 was... They would have to wait. It was sad, too. Um, anyway, so they're coming in May, so I'm excited about that. So I thought it would be a good time uh, to kind of celebrate them for episode 29 of Heaven 17. So um, uh, has there any, uh, Mark, has there anything been going on in your life that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, just one quick thing that I wanted to mention, just because it's um, for a good cause and it was a really good show. Um, I've got some friends that are on the AIDS life cycle team. You must know a bunch of people that are on that as well. Um, they did a charity event 
uh, here in West Hollywood last week called Disney, D-I-Z, anyway, for copyright reasons, Disney plus Cycle Paths, and it was a full-on Disney, uh, Disney drag review, some drag, some not, because there's plenty of male parts and people that are just playing animals and whatnot, but there's a lot of drag thrown in, and I was just really amazed by the production level, the talent level, it was just a Disney extravaganza. It was so much fun. Lots of, you know, lots of musical numbers that everybody knows. And they're doing it again. And I'm going to double check the date. I believe it's March 28th at Rage Nightclub in West Hollywood. And if you look up uh, Disney Plus Psychopaths on brown paper tickets, you can get tickets for that. And the money all goes to a really great cause. So, uh, <laughs> so check that out, people. If you're in the LA area, cool. Um, so musically wise, there's um, there's a new Debbie Gibson song called "Girls Night Out." Yeah, it's actually really good. It's a fun song. Um, Tracy Young has remixed it to "Within an Inch of Its Life." Yeah, <laughs> I was okay with it the first time. I haven't. I, I don't. You know, mixes but, are good. Um, and then there's a new Cicero song out, and. Um, he was produced by the Pet Shop Boys way back in the day, and he actually was the opening band, opening act on the Take That 1992 first theater tour. Um, so, and this, uh, there's one more thing that like Mark and I haven't even talked about. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, today is Saturday. Sunday, what day is it? It's Thursday, isn't it? Yes, Thursday. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if you were playing, you know, podcasting release date games with me, or <laughs> if you really wanted me to tell you what day it was. <laughs> Everybody knows that, right? Sometimes you film, sometimes you record a bunch of podcasts in advance. So. Well, no, I mean, I usually come out Saturday and Sunday, and I couldn't come out last week, so it's Wednesday, Thursday, so it threw me off. Anyway, so... Um, Tuesday night, I was uh, doing some stuff, uh, looking up some podcast stuff. And I, I got compelled to look at my email, which I never, ever do. So it was like... <laughs> Wait, I, you don't look in your email? Never. <laughs> no. Um, so it was like, duh, 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 duh. And then this thing came up, and uh, it's it, all I saw was Duran Duran. And I was like, oh, okay, click on it. Oh. Tomorrow, on sale at 10 o'clock, May 1st and 2nd, Duran Duran at the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. Ah, freaked out. Now, mind you, I got tickets. First night, center section, second row. Perfect. Someone shoot me in the face. Second night, section to the left, sixth row on the aisle. I mean, that's also good. You can and, uh, dance in the aisle with nobody yelling at you. That's true. Um, so I'm excited about that because I, I just, I love the excuse me, to death, and they're my all-time favorite band, and um, it's happening May 1st and May 2nd, but now, there's something happening on May 2nd that I'm not going to be able to go to, Morrissey Bauhaus, Echo in the Bauhaus, oh, the Cruel World Festival, yeah. you're going to give that up? I have, for Duran Duran, yes. You already have tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're a hot commodity, so I'm sure you can unload them, if yeah. you haven't already. Well, no, I haven't paid for them yet. So, um, I've blocked out. You know, and it's like, and someone else said that. They're like, haven't you seen Duran Duran a bunch of times? I was like, uh, yeah, Duran Duran trumps everybody. 
I'd go see Duran Duran over Kylie. Well, no, I wouldn't. Well, <laughs> I'd have to go to both. Sometimes you got to judge like who have you had the more. I mean, if Kylie came to America, that's a rarity, a very yeah, rare occasion. Yeah, so. It's probably never happening again. Um, so, uh, so uh, when we come back, we're going to start our love fest for Heaven Seventeen. So, stay tuned. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and the Anchor mobile app. Every day we have the ability and opportunity to create a more accepting world by actively coming together and living inclusively. Even small acts of inclusion can have a big impact on making others feel loved and accepted. Because most people don't see themselves as part of the problem, they don't recognize that they can be part of the solution. Before anything else, we're all human. And, you know, ask yourself if you've ever avoided people because of race or religious group or on the street. Ask yourself if you've found yourself staring at people with disabilities or looking away and making them feel invisible. Learn how you can come together at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, this is Brent from Probe 7, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? Welcome back to Is This Your Playlist, and I'm here with Mark. Hello. And uh, we're going to start our Love Fest for Heaven 17. But before we do that, <clears throat> Mark would like to talk about something that started last week. Go. What started last week? Oh, he wants me to talk about drag race. <laughs> he's giving me, I should say, he's giving me an opportunity to talk about drag race. However, you're not watching it, are you? You, no. you, you. You dabbled. I watched the um, the girl meet the girls thing on this one. Oh, for this particular and season. Some of them are like, ooh. I'll tell you what. Until you, so a lot of people like when when the announcements are first made, everybody's like, oh, who's your favorite? Who's your pick? Blah blah blah. You can't make judgments based on those videos until the show starts and you really like see more of their personalities and what they do in the challenges. And I'll tell you what they. Um, we're not going to get into this heavy, but the first episode was fantastic. They split up. They're doing two, basically two premieres. So you mean half the girls last week and then half the girls this week. And Nicki Minaj was the host of the first episode. And I'm not a Nicki Minaj fan. She was kind of adorable and really honest. And she gave good advice and good tips to the girls. And then she was featured on um, RuPaul's podcast this week. And she may have endeared herself to me. She was adorable. And she's just, yeah, not, not the person that I imagined. But anyway, uh, the first episode was fantastic. If you feel like it, I don't know, you should go watch it. It's, I think it's going to be a really, it's a really good group of uh, 
ladies this time around? Well, let's just say your predecessor was was really into drag racing. He told me to watch three, four, and five, and I binged three, four, and five, and by the end of it, I was like, I can't. <laughs> and here we 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 binge them just over and over again. I'll I'll come home often, and Tim is just watching some random episode, and then we'll just sit there and get into it and watch it all over again. It's uh it's fascinating and highly entertaining. <laughs> so I want I want everyone to be able to discuss whatever they want. As much as I'm kind of anti-drag race, I don't know. I just it's just not my thing. But some sometimes you know that is some people's things and. That's why Mark's not going to this big 80s concert on the second, because he's working at DragCon, correct? Most likely, that is correct. <laughs> I have worked at every DragCon. <laughs> so, um, all right. That being said, uh, we're going to start our Love Fest for Heaven 17. So, if any of you don't know who they are, um, they were originally... Well, okay, so there's Ian Craig Marsh and Martin Ware and Glenn Gregory. Now, Martin Ware and Ian Craig Marsh were the musical people behind the Human League, early Human League, with Phil Oakey from the Human League as, you know, he's always been their singer. So there was a lot of tensions between them, and I guess they want, in my research, I saw that they wanted Glenn Gregory in the beginning. Yeah, I, I didn't remember ever knowing that, but that's definitely what I read as well. So, you know, Human League, you know, they had tensions, so they just left, you know, and then of course, you know, Human League's history is, you know, what you, you know, the girls came along and then they blew it, they made it big. And, um, which is weird, okay, because also in my research, you know, Heaven 17, if you look at their, their chart positions in the UK, like the first six, six or seven didn't chart well at all like they're like none of them were in the top 40 yeah certainly the human league post the break of the of the original human league um the newly formed human league had a much more successful run right out of the gate with the dare album and of course don't you want me yeah. and heaven 17 although i think it's very much considered a classic now their first album penthouse and pavement um did did, well. yeah did not do well no i mean it um like we don't, we don't need this fascist love groove, uh, fascist sorry, groove which, thing, which is the name of their tour, right? The current tour, yeah. yeah. And um, it, you know, it it got banned by the BBC because it, you know, there was a negative slant on Ronald Reagan, and he had just got, you know, elected president. Blah blah blah. Let's just ban things. Um, they banned Relax, but Relax should got to number one, didn't it? Like it was yeah, sometimes it helps. Yeah. So um. Yeah, none of the singles went in at um, did top forty at all business, and then uh, second album came out, and that one was um, Luxury Gap, <clears throat> and you know that one didn't do, do too well either until you know Temptation came out, and Temptation was their first hit number two, and. Um, you know, come live with me was after that, and that did well. And right? that did five, number five. And that's surprising because it's a bit different from their usual output. That's a, it's a ballad. Yeah, that, yeah. So I think they maybe tried to just kind of change it up a little bit, but I mean, they kept going. And record companies nowadays, if you got those numbers <laughs> in modern times, you would be, you would have been, they would have been dropped after 
penthouse and pavement. Yeah, that's true. And I wonder if part of the reason why they were able to stick around is because they were also their their own production company. Oh, BEF. And the BEF, and they were doing things for other people as well. And um, maybe, you know, the the fact that they did their own albums, were more involved in their albums, kept costs down, and they were able to keep trying. That would be that would be a smart thing. The, the first releases they actually put out were BF albums, British Electric Foundation yeah. albums before Penthouse and Pavement came out. And um, and I didn't really even know this. I think I did know this actually, but I forgot it. But um, you know, Ian Craig Marsh and Martin Ware were quintessential to. Tina Turner coming back. Absolutely. Let's stay together. I yep. forgot about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like they get enough credit for um, the production. Yeah, for the production. It's just for bringing Tina Turner back into the public eye, and they they had supported her earlier than that on the first um, on the first BEF Music of Quality and Distinction album. Yep. She uh, she did a track from that, which is has left my mind. Although I know I have the seven inch single of it somewhere. Um, she did a song on that, and those were when you know Tina was really like in lean years. She was not a hot commodity. She was, yeah, she hadn't come back. Yet. And and I think it was the same situation when they did a, when they did the next track for her, um, that you just mentioned. God, I'm losing it right now, people. Let's stay together. Yeah, let's stay together. She was still not the Tina Turner that we you know came to know and love. I think they did Land of a Thousand Dances too. I'll have to look that up. With her. Yeah. Could before, be. Yeah, before. So, um, um, let's see. So, yeah, the um, singles were kind of like, they just didn't do well at all. But, um, so Glenn Gregory was actually um, part of the big Band Aid group of people. And they did their, you know, very, very popular Do They Know It's Christmas in 94, which was the greatest day of my life up until my, you know, greatest day of my 13-year life. <laughs> and all those, you know, all those bands, Duran Duran, uh, George Michael, Spandau Ballet, Jody Watley, Bananarama. I mean, it was a who's who of, of British pop at that point. Marilyn was in it, Boy George was in it. And uh, it was cool that Glenn Gregory was in I wonder why Martin... Did he yeah. have a uh, does he have a solo bit on there? Yeah, no, but he, he doesn't, sang, right? No, he's just in the chorus. Yeah, he sang with. Um, I think he sang with Bono, Paul Weller, and Sting. If yeah, you watch the video. Yeah, I mean they were popular enough to get asked to do those sorts of things, but they just never like fully. I know. I guess they never fully exploded where every single was a big hit, but that doesn't mean they weren't good. And also in my research. Um, uh, they never did shows until 1997. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean... It's amazing, like, nowadays I don't think you can get away with that as much, especially because records don't make money. You have to be out there on the road. But, um, Heaven 17, Bananarama, yeah. did the same thing. During the the height of their career, they didn't, um, they didn't tour. They just, you know, they do Top of the Pops and things like that, but... So, um, no touring. So, so in 1982, they released a remix album, and um, my one of my favorite songs on there is the Brothers and Remix, re, the Brothers in Rhythm remix I of think Temptation. 92. I think you said 82. Did I say 82? I think so. Okay. I could I be meant wrong. 92. <laughs> if I said 82, I meant 92. Um, and um, yeah, Temptation was remixed. Uh, Fascist Group thing was remixed, and Penthouse and Pavement was remixed. 
and um, they're pretty good. You know, brought them back. I think actually, you know, Temptation the remix got to number four, so everybody likes that song. It's it, it's just not one of my favorite songs, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be my favorite. Song. I think in the UK, it's just like one of those songs that like everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> it's a national treasure. So, and then. Um, and then I remember this was kind of cool. Excuse me. In 2008, they went on a Steel Steel City Steel Town, tour. Yeah, Steel City tour. Steel City. And it was, <laughs> funnily enough, it was Human League, ABC, Heaven 17. Yeah. I wonder how that went over. I don't know. I don't know if there's, um, you if there's bad blood. I think, I mean, I'm sure there was <laughs> at one time, but it's a lot of years have passed. So hopefully not. That would have been a great tour to see. That would have been a fantastic tour to see. Um, and I know that... I know Heaven 17 and Blamage went on tour a few years back. Another good lineup. Um, and Heaven 17 was actually on the bill, I'm sure you remember, from the... A retro Futura No, tour? Regeneration. Regeneration. Tour. The second one, I think. It was... Dead or Alive was on the bill, Heaven 17. Yeah. It was one of those dream shows, and yeah. then, of course, it never happened. Well, they, did it never happen, or did they, I, just, they it, just didn't? Well, they, I mean, the show happened, but they were not on the bill. Yeah. I think they were replaced by Berlin or something like that. Some, like one, of our, one of our locals. <laughs> like, we've seen them before. And, um, like we said, the um, Wine, and, Wine and Food Festival in Long Beach. And... Um, and yeah, their first tour is happening in 2020. I wonder, I wonder what they're going to sing. I mean, the San Francisco venue is so small, like it's just going to be ridiculous. So, I mean, I don't imagine it's going to stray too much from a normal set that they do. You can know that might be. Well, you can look them up. They're online. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I took a peek on what their standard set lists were before, um, before the you know the show where they didn't actually play but i was curious about what we might be what we might expect and what was it what did we get well i'm not gonna rattle it off to you right now because i don't remember i mean i read it three weeks oh, ago yeah that's right i forgot you don't remember Jesus, it's a whole set list you think i know that right now you are so knowledgeable about we're stuff. gonna be happy with whatever they play <laughs> you're gonna take it and you're gonna love it <laughs> so all right, so in the next section, we're going to talk about, Mark and I are going to talk about our favorite Heaven 17 songs. We're going to give them some love. So uh, keep listening to episode 29 of Is This Your Playlist, Heaven 17. Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist with Kedrick and Mark. Hey there, listeners. This is Mark, and I'm here with Kedrick, and we're talking about Heaven 17 on this episode of Is This Your Playlist? Yes, we are. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go through um, some of our favorite Heaven 17 songs, and hopefully things that we that we will hear on the tour. And um, I'll let Mark start. My I think without question, my favorite Heaven 17 song is Sunset Now, and I don't know why. I mean, it's a great song. I'm I think maybe it's one of the first things I heard, although it's a little later. It's not from the first album. Uh, but it must have gotten some airplay, maybe on K-Rock or 
some of the other video shows that were that we had in LA, and it's got really great female vocals on it. Um, that's something that Heaven Seventeen, although their music is quite different from Human League, they had the similarity is in that they have a rather deep voice male lead um, matched with a lot of female vocals. And Sunset Now is a really good example of that sort of back and forth, male female, and um, I really love it. Yeah, um, Glenn Gregory has a great voice, um, and uh, yeah, it is kind of it's on the deeper note. Um, so for me, um, the first song that I really remember hearing was "This Is Mine," <clears throat> and I saw the video on. Uh, MV3. Yeah, you're right. This maybe this is one of the first ones that I heard. You know, um, it was just a, it was just a great song, and the video was really good. Very James Bondy on helicopters and stuff. <laughs> Excuse Cadrick, um, he's sleeping. I'm sorry, I've been just like running around. Um, which is, and you know, it only reached number 23 in the UK, which is weird. Um, uh. And it would be their last top ten until the Brothers and Remix, Brothers and Rhythm Remix of Temptation. Oh, that sounds that seems so crazy I know, to me. I don't understand UK. I mean, I love UK. But I don't get it. <laughs> um, just a, it's just it's very Heaven Seventeen. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's just it's such a great song. Um, Let me go. Got a lot of airplay here in the U.S. Yeah. as well. Um, it was a big song on KROQ. One of my favorites in LA, and um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a favorite. I think um, American audiences probably know that the more best, than yeah, more than more than Temptation or any of the other hits. Um, I was introduced to a lot of the, I guess, the older stuff because I got um, I got a CD called Endless, mm-hmm. which is a Heaven 17 Greatest Hits album in a continuous mix, and um, yeah. so there were tracks in there that I you don't think I was familiar with until I heard that um, songs like Crushed by the Wheels of Industry such a great song so what's another one of your favorites that's one of them Crushed by the Wheels of Industry Crushed by the Wheels of Industry another one lots of female vocals I'm sure if if they're on this track or not but we've previously mentioned um, a backup singer group called Aphrodisiac and Heaven 17 made very good use of them um, like I said, I'm not sure if they're particularly on this track, but they are on another favorite of mine. It, um, and that's No Lie. And that's No Lie. Are you familiar with that one? I am. Not, again, not a big hit. In fact, it's probably a pretty lowly one. It's got some really great, really long remixes. And um, that's from the How Men Are album. And I think as an album, that might be my favorite and that might only be because like that's an album that I got when it first came out you know sometimes you gotta step back when you first discover a band and and those albums they don't maybe don't hold the same emotional place as one that you like were able to go to the record store and get right when it came out and for me How Men Are was that album and so that that actually that of course that's the one with Sunset Now on it as well so you can see maybe why that was a favorite also cool um one of my favorites is um it's called the height of the fighting Hela Who. Yeah. And um, they literally say, you know, they say that at the l- height <laughs> of the fighting Hela Who. And it's just, it's funny. It's just, it's early on. It was came out in '82, 
And it was actually the fifth single from Penthouse and Pavement. Fifth single? Fifth single. That's crazy. Fifth single on a debut album that didn't chart high. So that's the difference between the music business and now and then. Yeah, they didn't need Instagram clicks to, <laughs> to make it. Yeah, those were actual real record sales. Um, it was a, it was very popular in New Zealand. It went, it went to number 20. And, uh, you know, um, just another good sounding, you know, sounding thing. They were very electronic and very experimental at that time. You know, they, they came around when, like, you know, the OMDs of the world were coming and, like, Depeche Mode was just starting out, and, you know, and um, they just, um, they all, they always had a dichotomy. It's like big blonde guy and two little brunette guys, you know? It was also very, um, like, business, businessmen. It's kind of their, their, uh... Shtick. Their shtick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like writing, robbing <laughs> banks and shit. No, that was definitely their look. So, that's about it. <laughs> for my list <laughs> yeah well no I mean, actually I have another I have a couple more I mean they, they've got so many great singles even even later stuff even I feel like the albums weren't always spectacular certainly the later albums but um, going back um, like songs like Contenders and Train of Love in Motion they always you know I think they always delivered on the singles front and um, sometimes the albums falter a bit, mm -hmm. but um, there's lots. There's definitely lots to listen to, and they uh, they've been threatening to release a new album. <laughs> <laughs> did you read up on that at all? I did. <laughs> they've they've released two 12-inch singles, vinyl only. 12-inch um, singles that I believe each have two songs on them, and they would, you know, hopefully be from an upcoming album. But they, it sounds like they are going to release it maybe in some odd way where it's literally vinyl only so there's no way to get it digitally right they're uh, you know they're experimental like that I, I do hope it comes out definitely would could go for some new material from them I, I mean literally I'm looking here at my research and the only the only song that got into the top you know in the um, in the US was um, Let Me Go number 32 that was it. None of the other singles charted here at all. And not even, you didn't even see anything about club charts, or did they, did yeah, they I mean, even have them back then? Yeah, I mean, they made, like, you know, they made, um, one, two, they made, they had three, four big hits, no, three big hits, and those all only got to number six, and they were, let me go, Um, let me go hands up to heaven and contenders random yeah random so I'm surprised contenders was even in there because I didn't feel like the later stuff did very well I think they had uh, some success with the um, um, it's called Ever After mm -hmm. which is their most recent full length album um, I think that had some club charts on it. They did a version of uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's actually cool. I like that one. Mm. And also, um, I'm sure you, you have to have this. If you don't have it, I'm going to punch you in the face. But they did this album called 80s Recovered. Oh, yeah. 
and Heaven 17 do Rocket Man. Yeah, that's actually it's actually decent. It's actually a really good album. I can't stand Radiohead, but ABC do a really good um Creep. No, it's not Creep. High and Dry. Okay, I didn't know who that was. I thought that was Def Leppard High and Dry. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? But Belinda's singing How you, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Uh-huh. I don't know. It's no? just, I mean, it's... I like it. And Kim it's, Wilde doing Level Keeper. That I love. Yeah, 80s Recovered. If you guys want to dig that up, it's a, it's a solid album. And Go West do Human. The Killer's Human. Yeah. As opposed to the Human League's Human. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, they've had side projects as well. Like I mentioned, the BEF. Um, projects they've done now three albums as the BEF and that's got vocalists um, I think Boy George was on the most recent one Kim Wilde was as well um, previous to that Green from Scritti Politti I think um, Billy, Billy McKenzie from the Associates yeah I kind of think that um, those can be good I guess um I think they're good if you like the vocalist and you like the song. They're all cover versions. They're generally um, the first two anyway were like soul, soul tracks. Curiosity like Kill the Cat did Long Train Running. Are you going back to the '80s? Recovered. I've already listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, another one of my favorites is um, "I'm Your Money," um, and it was the second single and it did not chart at all. And I don't know why I like it so much. So that was Fascist Groove Thing the very first? Fascist Groove Thing was the very first. And then the second single didn't chart at all. That was was on your money. Wow. And then Play to Win was after that. (laughs) Kedrick just hit the shade button. Hopefully you guys heard that. That little pink, this right here. We've we've played with this before. It's the uh, Drag Race shade button. God, we need one. <laughs> well, maybe we'll keep that on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, "I'm Your Money" was just uh, it was just a good song about like robbing a bank. They've uh, they've experimented with other things too. They produced an album for um, a group called Hot Gossip. Mm-hmm. Did you stumble across that? They were like a dance troupe. If I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were. So I'm not sure that there were actual singers in the band, but they managed to cobble together an album of mostly old Human League and Heaven Seventeen tracks. Wow! And they do them all instrumental? No, no, no. It's got vocals on it. I'm just not sure who who the actual singers are. Right. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, let's see. Uh, I really like We Live So Fast. Motion, motion. So fast. Okay, I'm back. No arguments for me. I love that song also. Um, you know, some of the later ones, you know, I, I haven't really listened to too much, so I don't really have an opinion on them. Yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? Um, I don't know. One that really threw me for a loop was uh, the foolish thing to do with vocals by Jimmy Ruffin, who I believe is from The Temptations. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a soul ballad, and it was you know it was the lead single from an album. Um, 
So it was very, very different, and I was like, what are these guys up to right now? Because that is not what I expected for a single. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, it's just not very Heaven 17, if you don't know what I mean. You mean like Heart of Stone? Like Heart of Stone by... Yeah, are you sure? Should have been a single. Oh, song. yeah. But well, no, I'm not sure if, if this one should have been a single. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Actually. Love is a loser. Okay. okay, we got off from Erasure thing, sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, um, I'm, see, before the show, I'm going to have to, like, start, you know, kind of delving into their music again, and just get myself totally immersed immersed in it. Yeah, and listening to not just greatest hits, but, like, full, like, the albums, Yeah, I feel like, you know, not that they're going to play those album tracks, but I like to, uh, just to mix it up and really, you know, hear all the variety instead of just the same old songs over and over again. That's, I'm done with my list. You're done with your list? I've got one. Uh, it's not really Heaven 17, but it's a beautiful song called When Your Heart Runs Out of Time mm-hmm. by Glenn Gregory and Claudia Brickin from Propaganda. Oh, yeah, nice. I haven't heard that yet. Oh, you've never heard it? Uh, I don't know if it's available digitally anywhere. So I don't know how easy it is to track down. It must be on YouTube. Um, Everything's on YouTube. It's a really beautiful song. I love it, love it, love it. It's a good, it's a good one. Listen to it. So, uh... Yeah, so I think that's I think that's our love. Unless you have more love, I mean I've got a lot of love, but I don't need to talk about all of it. But <laughs> listeners, check out Heaven Seventeen, and obviously there's many greatest hits albums you could go for. But I don't know. Start with an album. Start with Penthouse and Pavement. You cannot go wrong. That's true. I mean that one is chock full of singles. Whether they were hits <laughs> or not, they're, they're great songs. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's. That's it for us this week, but I wanted to um, just say one more thing um, that Mark doesn't even know I'm going to say. I love saying things that you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I love surprises. Like, oh, eh. So, um, we talked about the coronavirus earlier, and um, I have a friend named Tim who uh, was supposed to come up to San Francisco to see the show with us, and now he's going to be barricaded in his house for the rest of his <laughs> life. Uh, why? So you have a ticket to Heaven 17 now! Wait, okay, I love that part of the news, but could you go back to feel bad about this person? What, ha- what happened? He's just, he's being stupid, and he's not going to come see Heaven 17 because of this stupid oh, I thought thing. You told, well, he's afraid to go out? Yeah, so... Oh, okay, well, uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I'm excited. <laughs> now I've got to work on the rest of it, but that's part of the half the battle one. You have a Thank you very much. Yay! That's exciting. Um, that's, I guess that's why you didn't like even try and look at me when I said I thought there were, st- that I'm pretty sure there's still tickets available. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> so, so yeah, listeners, let's hope that we can still make it to that show. We're not all in quarantine. Oh my God, we're not even in quarantine. I'm going to London next week. I don't give a shit. If it's going to get you, it's going to get you. And I'm going to have fun. If it gets me after the Louise meet and greet, I'm cool. <laughs> You know? No, we've got to make it until July so I can see my Go-Go's shows. I know, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I got to see Kiss this year. I get to see the Go-Go's this year. It's my two all-time favorite bands. That's pretty cool. Like, you're, like you're, um, you know, you're, I'm feeling your pain as far as, like, oh, I was going to get these tickets, but then Duran Duran came in, and it's like, okay, well, let's drop 800 bucks for those. Not each. 
let's hope not. <laughs> why? Oh, well, we're not talking about this. Is this is off topic? But why are Duran Duran? Why do they keep going back to Vegas? Awesome. Why don't they come to Los Angeles? They don't need to. I know they're not actually on a tour, right? Uh, well, what are they the new, doing? The new, well, new music is coming out, so this this might be the start of it. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine they'd throw in a... Maybe they'll start playing the single by now. Well, they're doing the Isle of Wight Festival in June, I think, so we get them before that. Listeners, I'm doing Happy Dance. Oh, May, June, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so next week... I think that... Well, I think that we're going to try and do... One on the luck of the Irish. All of our favorite Irish bands. All I'll be witched all day. All, be, <laughs> all boys own all day long. <laughs> so, um, well, thanks again for listening to us. Um, all the social media information will follow this, and we really appreciate you listening to us and sticking with us on this new phase of the playlist. And uh, Mark, do you have anything else to say? No, just thanks for coming over and doing this on another sunny WeHo day. Thursday afternoon. <laughs> a sunny Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Now I've got to get back to work, folks. I know. That's exactly It's like he goes, we have an hour and a half and go. So, um, all right. So we'll be, uh, we'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. Hi, this is Kedrick, and here are our social media platforms where you can find Is This Your Playlist. Twitter, Is This Your Playlist underscore podcast. Instagram, I-T-Y-P underscore podcast. And on Facebook, we are Is This Your Playlist. And then our direct email address is I-T-Y-P 2020 at gmail.com I-T-Y-P 2020 at gmail.com Mark and I would love to hear your feedback and thank you for listening every week to Is This Your Playlist? Join us next week for more crazy antics musical madness, and side-splitting shenanigans between Mark and myself on Is This Your Playlist?